Hello and welcome back to the Squeaky Bump Time podcast. It's February 22nd. We missed our last show and it seems a beer, a bear does indeed shit in the woods. In this episode, we will talk Fulham and the relegation battle. West Ham are kings of London. I can't believe it. My weird Brighton love. But first, we have to talk about implosions. One's expected, one's unexpected. Mike, your quick thoughts on the parallels between Liverpool and Spurs, if there are any. Yeah, they're not getting results. End of story, right? Like Liverpool's still pretty solid, but they are playing with a with an infirmary on their bench. So I'm not gonna pretend and sit here that Liverpool deserve the uh, the results they're getting. But you know what? Full credit to Everton because they came out, they took it to them. Uh, I don't. I'm not gonna cry for Liverpool, but like Everton won that game. Bitch, don't complain about as much as Liverpool's injuries as you want. Everton won that game, and. and and that's just the story, right? Like and, they. And Spurs, what what what? Where, where do Spurs? How do Spurs connect to Liverpool? Is there any connection? Are they completely the opposite? Is it? Is there just like no? If let's say if they swapped managers, what would happen? Klopp would kill everybody in the room. Um, but no, I think <laughs> I think. By the way, I think Jurgen Klopp changed. They were like nobody wanted to talk about how the fact that they were both linked with mediocrity for 25 years. And then Jurgen Klopp shows up and changed everything, which actually they were even, in fact, they were still linked then because we had Pochettino, the only difference. In fact, the schism is when Liverpool decided to support their manager and Spurs were like, we're going to build this stadium. And as Pochettino has now famously said, you can build a beautiful house, but you have to have some furniture in it. Right. (laughs) So, so that's where the, the link ended. And as we know, uh, you know, in recent history that, that supports that, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to make of the, the of two your team, the West Ham. <laughs> uh, they, the thing is, is that like, they, they played like dog shit for a half. They brought on Gareth Bale and Deli Ali and they played really, really well. They, 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 they should have, they should, they should have got a draw. They should have gotten at least a draw. They hit right? the post and, twice and hit it hard. <laughs> and I don't feel bad at all because you know what? I, I, we're acting surprised. Right, no, we're acting surprised no, that Eric no, Dyer and Davinson Sanchez are fucking terrible defenders. We're acting surprised that bringing or not not the weird thing is they beat the shit out of this who gives a fuck team in Europa League on Thursday four to one. Yeah, it's not Wolfsburg, know. it's Wolves Burger. Yeah, great. So yeah. they're a fast. They beat a fast food restaurant staff. Right, <laughs> terrific. So awesome, good job, guys. But where is Wolfsburger Burger anyway? Do you have any it's, idea? <laughs> it's next to Wendy's Burger. I don't know, but. <laughs> They, wow, they that's a bad joke, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. I appreciate that. That's uncomfortable. It was right off the cuff. Yeah. I uh, no, I, 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 they, they all talked about Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Bale's gonna start. Delhi's probably gonna get some minutes. Blah 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 blah. That none of that shit was true. No. <laughs> so, like, and then he panics. He brings him on at halftime, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, get in there, and get off there, and be somebody." Like, <laughs> the fuck are you doing, man? So you've got one win in your last five. You've got four losses in your last five it's not good it's not great at all it's not good. so yeah it's not good and know. uh it's, it's, <laughs> but let's 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 run through the table give it i we'll, we'll sort of cover the last two games just real quick i'll read them off uh you know what's weird about this week is that normally this would have been a something week with city playing arsenal but city just never get out of first gear the first 10 minutes they kick they the shit to. out of arsenal Right. They score a goal, 
Arsenal are essentially panic stations to try and figure out how to not get blown out. And in doing so, they do solidify their game, but essentially stop being able to attack or do anything. Mm-hmm. So in the first five minutes, Raheem Sterling, who's five foot seven, gets between uh, Rob Holding, who's six uh, two on an amazing cross, pops it in, one nil to City. City cruise. They literally cruise the rest of the game, and this is the new City. I mean, I know that it sounds ridiculous, but they defended the whole game, and John Stones fucked up Pierre Patrick Aubameyang. He muscled him off the ball twice. One time, a shoulder-to-shoulder challenge. He literally was running next to him and just threw him off the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was, I was there for it because, you know, for City fans, there are players that we like. You know, we do, we have the international flavor. There's all this stuff. But John Stones is one of those guys. He's English. He's on the team. He represents some connection to what what's English about Manchester city, which isn't much. And he's that guy. So when mm-hmm. he plays well, it feels a little bit better. Raheem Sterling's also English always feels a little bit better to have the English guys do well, you know, Foden Foden didn't play, but it didn't matter. I mean, city played without a striker. Uh, KDB has a false nine. He was on the pitch. He was rusty, made a couple of incredible passes. That would be better passes than any player in the league would have made. He just kind of makes them casually. And, uh, you know, City Cruise, they're now on some ridiculous number in a row. I think it's 14 in a row. Yeah. <laughs> 18 like, in all competitions. They're and, 10 points clear, and it's and it feels like 20. It feels like – I still can't really fathom it. I feel like this t- COVID has warped time, and I felt like I was petrified this team was falling apart in November. But they literally just stepped on the gas and were just gone. And all the other teams collapsed around them. There's one test left. It's come up in two weeks, right? They play Leicester. Uh, so there's two tests left. Uh, <laughs> they know. Well, okay. In two weeks, they play United at home. They get a result there. Listen, Leicester they're is not, not losing catching to them. fucking United. Well, they're not losing. The, put it this way. Leicester is not catching them. They'll, they might lose to Leicester. Hell, they did already this year. No, but Leicester's, Leicester's not, not catching them. So my point is, is that the title comes down to at the Etihad, March 7th. Man City, Man United. I agree. I'm not saying that they will. Yeah. What I'm yeah. saying is, is that it's over. But yeah. then it's like, okay, it's almost mathematically. And then, and then, speaking of United, United next down the list. Their last two, they drew against West Brom, which is just like brutally bad. I mean, West Brom are terrible. I mean, to be fair, City drew against West Brom the last game of Slavin Village when they played the way they should play, which is attacking. Uh, and they, you know, they got a draw. Uh, and then they beat Newcastle, who they shouldn't have. Alan St. Maximin. You know, we at, at this point in the season, we have to like find players and little things that make us happy. You know, me with Brighton and them driving me fucking crazy. And <laughs> and and Alan St. Maximan is literally electrified. He gets the ball, he goes insane. He would probably drive you nuts if he was on your team. Oh, I would but hate him. Here's the thing. That's the kind of guy Spurs need. He, but he would never play for Mourinho. Mourinho no, would be like, no. "Fuck you, go away." Pochettino, Pochettino would hate him. Pochettino almost drove Sonny out, by the way, or or, <laughs> or the inability because it. If you're all flair and no substance, right? Like, you're yeah. not good. You just like uh, you're fucking around in the street corner. He's so fun, and he hit the post twice. <laughs> and he no, he's this, a good player. He had this zero backlift shot. The thing is, the way that Newcastle plays, it's just like. 
we'll defend someone get it to St. Maximin and see. Yeah, they're Crystal Palace in disguise. Yeah, exactly. Although Palace fucking won today. I I, I have to do it. It'll be at the end. Uh, (laughs) We'll talk (laughs) about them. Uh, Lester, I realized this when I shared some stuff about when what the table looked like when Spurs were top of the league. Leicester are the only team still in the top four from that November 21st date. Is that right? Been there the whole time. Let me guess the other three. It was Everton. It was Liverpool. It was Spurs. Yeah, well, Spurs, obviously. Oh, right. Oh, and, and Leicester, right. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Leicester have been there the whole time. So they have this consistency. They've battled some injuries. I haven't seen Fofana in a while, which is upsetting because he was really good. Just got okay. hurt. Yeah, but now they have Soyentu. They have depth. Somehow Johnny Evans who is one of the last of Ferguson's Man United players still out there, uh, yeah. is still playing and still good, even though he seems to be the guy who fucks things up, even though he's their calming influence. And then, of course, the biggest thing we have to talk about is West Ham. It's unbelievable. I mean, I fucking <laughs> it, is a, it is an achievement. West Ham. It is, you hate West Ham. How can but you I'm hate not, West Ham? Because I'm Spurs. Oh, because yeah, you yeah. know why? They're like, they're, they're like, if... West Ham fans are what Chelsea fans think they are and wish they were. And <laughs> they're actually tough. Yeah. And like they deserve this. I that's why I'm mad. It's not like it's not like it's November 15th and it's a fluke and shut the fuck up. You're gonna be tenth in two months. No, they're they got a shot, man. And there's I, no I reason at, they can't do it. Listen, I look at Chelsea and they're only two points back, and I'm like, yeah, but Chelsea's a total kind of mess at the moment. Liverpool are a functionally much better team, even hurt than West Ham, but they're five points back. We're yeah, starting well, to run real estate here. Yeah. So the thing, with, the thing with West Ham is they are the team in this group, right? You yeah. feel like City are cohesive. They're in a different, they're somewhere else. They're like, they're talking about the Bayerns. They're talking about. Wait, you know, wait. If you mean the top four, or do you mean like four to eight? Yeah, the four to eight range or the yeah, London teams or, or whatever, right? Like they are the cohesive unit who know who they are. They are in the model of Moyes. They have some consistency of who the team is. Like they've been adding guys, but it's the same unit, right? Like they've been there since they've been playing well since the lockdown ended, right? Yeah. They were going to go down and then they just were like, oh, we needed this break. We got this. We're gone, <laughs> right? Uh, they yep. had to get rid of some of the dead weight. They had to get rid of some of the flash players. Like gone is Anderson, gone is gone is Alaire, uh, relegated to the side as Yarmolenko. All the Pellegrini flash players, where he was probably like, "We need to play football," are like gone. And everyone's like, "Who can graft? Who can run and play?" So my guy Bowen, because I'm the number one scout for crap players in the championship. That's true. Uh, he can- <laughs> That's the only reason you're actually pretty good at fantasy because you do this. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You pick a guy I've, I've heard of like in passing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So the next one is Ivan Tony. Keep your eye on him. Brentford is my, is my team that I follow. And so they're there. And I just love it. I, I think they're like a good feel good team to, to listen, to watch. But one thing that's interesting that someone made uh, on a podcast on the, uh, the totally football show with uh, whatever the British one, the English one, they said, would have would they been have been able to do this with the fans there? Because any moment that had gone wrong, maybe Moyes wouldn't have had time. Now, when they come back, it'll be fine. But could he have gotten to here? It had been had fans been there the whole time. Because remember the first couple of games, it was bad. And maybe there would have been some panic. I don't know. 
you know, they like oh, literally try and attack the freaking, they had riots. I mean, they're crazy. Well, they are. And, and although I think I remember, and when we had Jesse, my friend on the podcast, right. uh, our only guest aside from Abilene. That's um, fine. He, we didn't need a guest. Who needs guests? We, uh, we were talking about it and he said it was before the Spurs West Ham match, the famously three nil up with 10 minutes left. That completely uh, changed their season and yours. It did. It did. That was definitely the inflection point. But what he was saying was at the beginning of the season, he looked at the fixtures and he goes through eight games. He was like, there's a possibility they have zero points. So he was psyched about where they were then. So I think, I think West Ham fans, if they had gotten off to a rougher start than they did and they were in the stadium, I I think they kind of would have been like, "Uh, let's see how it goes. There's there's a lot of tough games here and then. And they also would have had a little bit of groundhog day. Right. So now, um, but to, but to they be did. fair, they, they are riding their luck. Like of the top 10 teams, they of, of the top four, they have the worst expected goal difference at 5.2. Leicester is five is 7.5. Chelsea and Liverpool both have really high expected goal differences, but they're not really there. It's really they're really all packed together. And then City are just someplace else. They're just in right. another stratosphere of I don't even want to talk about city, but a lot of Liverpool's are like early on they They've been declining a lot. Like they've been mm-hmm. dropping, dropping, dropping. Um, and then we go on to Chelsea who had their first draw. Uh, they had beaten Newcastle, but I haven't, they're not really, they're still not that much better. Like they still have the same feeling of just like, okay, they have right. moments. Uh, Mason Mount does things. They're playing three at the back. Uh, Alonzo's back in. The only thing of interest with this game was um, Tuchel bringing on Adoy at halftime and then pulling him at 75 minutes. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah. He did provide the assist that caused the penalty. So I didn't watch the game. So I don't know what he was looking for. I really tried in the replays to see if Adoy was loafing it. And there were some moments where he kind of just was like, "Eh, eh, eh." But that's what forward players do. And you can see a guy doing what he was doing the whole time. So I'm not sure what the instructions were. I saw something where Tuchel is kind of walking it back and being like, oh, I talked to the player and uh, I fucked up. But he's a high-strung guy. He just looks like somebody who would freak out. And then, of course, you know, as an American, everything has to be racism. So that was my thought. Maybe maybe he singles out this one player that he likes. Who the fuck knows? It, it became a talking point. I doubt it's anything. Maybe it'll be something. Maybe Tuchel doesn't want to have a Neymar problem again, especially because Chelsea as a team tend to the, the the lunatics are running the asylum. They really will fuck a manager if they can. Oh yeah, and going back that, to Mourinho twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we'll see. Maybe he's trying to step in. I mean, they. I think you know, no one no one would doubt that. I think Chelsea pound for pound probably have the best players of the group aside from city and United. I think United have really good players, but oh, in that, in that secondary group, that four to nine. Yeah. They seem to, to have the best players. Like if all of a sudden, sure. You know, they take off who knows, uh, but you know, how do you get it out of them? They've had a manager change. I don't know. Then we're on to Liverpool. I'm hold getting, on, on. let me, let yeah. me get in on Chelsea for a minute. Oh yeah. One second. Okay. Two things. Um, a, they're not going to take off, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they're playing against United. They're playing against Liverpool. Uh, they go to our yeah. They go to uh, Madrid. Right. They, he had a, he had a good easy run. Right and now he's got the tougher so run. Yeah. He's got Atletico. Uh, then, like I said, home United. Uh, 
at Anfield, Liverpool, obviously, home to Everton. And then the second leg against Madrid, bang, 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 right there. Five games, all brand name. Oh, shit, these guys are coming to town. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if he's still breathing in Champions League. We'll see if he's still even relevant in the top four race. It'll probably be hard not to be, even even though those results. The, the thing that's weird is like Liverpool. they should be favored against Liverpool. Um. Yeah, sure. But like, uh, but what does that mean? Right. Like in, in context of this season. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. They should be so, an even match, right? It should be even. Realistically, right. So they're, yeah. I mean, they've, they've got a couple of really, really tough ones coming up. So we'll see. Um, I could, I could see them again, Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton, are all three points separated right now. I don't see, I, I could see them all being locked after the next three match weeks. So yeah, I mean, really that, this is the part that's interesting, right? The, what happens after city, all these teams are relatively evenly matched. I mean, Liverpool should be the class of the group, and we're on to them. They lost to Everton for the first time in 22 years at home. They've lost four in a row for the first time since 1923, four in a row at home. It is like, it's not just a blip of them being bad. This is the this is the part where I get frustrated. It's like, they're getting a pass and yes, they have had injuries. But my thing is like, okay, granted, like if I did the math, it was like, it would be like if Diaz, uh, Stones, and Laporte went down. <laughs> right. Right. And, and then we and, put in Fernandinho, uh, he got hurt. And right. we put and Bernardo. in Bernardo and put in Rodri and he got hurt. Right. Right. And then right. Bernardo got hurt on the wing. Right. You're like, oh, this guy's really coming out of nowhere this year. Nope. Just kidding. He's down. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm just like, it's 35 points off. Yeah. That's a lot. Like, yeah. And then the other piece is like, Klopp, you're a good manager. Play differently. I don't care. Like, yeah. I mean, just it, every or, once in a while. Or play, or play the young Thunderbacks. Like, okay, you have guys that stink. Play young Thunderbacks, but put your midfield as your midfield and just protect them. Like, the idea that they have to play the old way makes no sense to me. Or on the flip side of that is, I seem to recall a team with Salah, Mana, and Firmino that did not have Van Dyke, did not have Allison, that was the most frenetic, lunatic attacking team I've ever seen in my life. The first Salah season when he scored 35 goals and they made it to the Champions League final, that's the Ramos smashing his mm-hmm. shoulder team mm-hmm. and Karius getting a concussion and they left him in. That team didn't have a good defense. It no. was... Fucking, it was Lovren. Well, yeah, it was Lovren and, and some other clown. Matt, Matt's it, right? No, I think Van Dyke was there, for, but from the second half of the season. So, but right, the first half of the season wasn't good. Like, that was a team that finished in the top four. There's a different way to play. Play that way. Go back yeah. to that instead of trying to defend because they can't defend. So, well, just they just don't defend. can't, though, right? They're just. <laughs> Their legs have been whittled to the bone. They're think, shot to shit. And their brains are, they're just yeah, done. Yeah, absolutely. Done. Like, you know, you've, you've talked a few times on this show about how, first of all, they won the Champions League. They came back. They finally won the Premier League. Okay, great. You got to find another gear and go do it again. Hey, that has got to be one of Hard. the most difficult things. In a, in a pandemic, in COVID, where it's like, we don't, Americans don't understand. England is locked down. Like you can't leave the house. So I was not one of the best players, but I played on one of the best teams in high school in hockey in New York. And, and 
everybody, every game was like, we're going to fuck you up. We're going to try and hurt you. We're going to fucking, you have the target on your back. Extrapolate that to an actual professional sport <laughs> 5,000 times higher, right? Yeah. Where you, you are the hunted yeah. and it, you are the hunted. You don't feel like running, like you're being hunted anymore. Yeah. And then exhausting. Right. And then you get absolutely decimated by these injuries. So yes, you're right that these players did not exist in that side and they were still incredibly fun to watch and they were, they were hungry. They're not hungry anymore. And now they've gotten used to their Cadillac in the driveway. Yeah. Yeah, And 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 I think one of the things that happened in the champion season, not the 97 point season, but the 98, 99 point season, they took, they figured out that they couldn't play the high press anymore. And they started mm-hmm. being defensive mm-hmm. and they need to find that frenzy back because that's how they'll be good. That will kick start them, right? Klopp needs to get them back into we are insane. We're going to win games five, three, because what they're losing by not creating chances because they're not pressing and Salah needs to score the two chances he has a game and Mane needs to score the one chance he has a game for them to win. They need to be creating 10 chances a game, right? And where they go frenetic, like put Dave, put the young guys in the midfield, play a high line, be insane. Let Allison be on his own, lose five, four, fuck it. You're going to lose anyway. One of the, um, (laughs) one of the problems I think about that's not talked about enough amongst Liverpool fans, he's been a big frustrating thing and he's been hurt too. Tiago, right? Yeah. There's a weird thing going on there. There's something going on. He was supposed to be the guy to come in. And everybody forgot Nabi Keita's name and everybody forgot about Oxlade Chamberlain and everybody didn't think about any of that because he was going to be the link from the back to Firmino, Firmino, excuse me, and the front three. And he's not been that at all, even when he's been healthy. I think the other piece is that he's not a runner. He's, he's there to unlock. He's supposed to be there, not De Bruyne. He's supposed to be there Ozil, Mm -hmm. right? Where he's weaker on the, on that side, but. He's a holder of a ball. He's a bring people to him kind of guy. He's not a Liverpool style. He's a he's on a team that has to break teams down all the time guy mm-hmm. and not a team that's in defensive crisis and has to figure out new things on the fly. He's like, what am I? What are you people doing? Why am I, do I have to do this? I want the ball. Where's well, understanding? Where's right. our 75% possession? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and forget the defensive crisis for a second. Klopp's Liverpool was successful without the ball because they just hunted in packs and they took it. They're not doing that anymore. Right. Well, that's, that's the whole point is that they're tired and all that shit. Fine. But, but so more to the point with Tiago, he's not, he's not that guy. He's not that, or he could be, but he hasn't been for a long time. He doesn't want to be right. And so this is the thing they got him for a cut rate deal. He was basically one of the most heralded prospects ever to walk through Bayern Munich's doors. And they, they bring him through first and then, then Barca. Right. That's right. That's right. So, the Byron got tired of him. I'm like, fucking leave, dude. Here, what, what do they yeah. want for him? 30, 30, yeah, fine, 30 million. Here you go. Get out of my sight. So, this goes on to Everton, biggest win they've had in a long time. 25 they the, years. They get the classic, why are they acting like they just won the league? Because they did just win the league for them. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. That's why. <laughs> yeah, like Duncan Ferguson, who's like part of, the, who's a classic crap footballer and is on their bench and goes nuts. And, and Carlo Ancelotti has to be like, dude, I'm 70. Don't fucking bear hug me. <laughs> he, by the way, anecdotal story about Duncan Ferguson. Someone tried to rob his house in Scotland when he played when he was younger. He beat both the guys up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my hero. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a, he's he's your kind of guy. I don't think this team is that good, but they do play four at the back, which is I mean four center backs center across backs. the back. Yeah, which is kind of fun. 
And uh, they've now taken Dinya and put him out on a wing because they don't have anyone to do it. Right. So, but he's so great. They scored their goal in one of the earlier games in the previous week against City off of uh, Richarlson's leg. Also a fun game. Uh, my friends in Villa, uh, slipping a little bit more inconsistent. Interesting part of this game, they lose to Leicester uh, 1-2. But interesting little story. The other team found out Drac Grealish wasn't playing because the players on Villa took him off their fantasy team. Really? And that got out. They're like, wait a minute. Why is everyone taking Grealish off their team? He's dropping That's like hilarious. a stone. So there's some controversy going around that in fantasy uh, Premier League, which is more of a salary cap game where Grealish had been on it. He'd be part of you. Like he'd be a oh, guy yeah. you captained the whole yeah. time. They found out in the it, people were following the players in their locker room that they were all dropping Grealish because they knew. <laughs> and this became a cut. That's wild. <laughs> That's wow. And now there's a little bit of a, a narrative around so that. So we've which gone is great. from, well, hold on real quick. We've gone from Joey Barton level shit where he's yeah. just like, he's shaving points yeah. everywhere he can to now my friends and my teammates are taking me out of their yeah. fantasy lineup, which by the way, after the fourth week, you're not going to win. It's just <laughs> irrelevant. Like it's salary cap. You're playing against the entire fucking world. Yeah, uh, that's another like huge. Yeah, but they have schism. the captain and the vice captain thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've um, got their shit. It? Yeah, but yeah. like, it's you know what it is. It's easy. It's got good UI, and that's why people do it. I love doing that shit. I obsess over it. Like the first two weeks of the season, by September twentieth, I'm like, I fucking don't. Oh, who do I even have? I don't give a shit. I don't understand. So, people that- but there's a little bit of a controversy. So uh, Dean Smith. Uh, ban the players from playing fantasy on the team because I'm sure he's afraid they're going to get nailed for like gambling stuff. Oh, so yeah, that's absolutely. Fun. That and they still have a game in hand. They still have two games two. in hand, so they're still they're still up there, but they're, they're right there. Their well, ratings no, are mean, slipping. And uh, no, but in terms of like the cream rises, like over the 38 game season, your level gets found. As much as we've loved Villa, a couple draws here, a bad stretch, you start to find your level. And this come brings us to Spurs. Spurs are ninth. What a terrific segue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, okay. And they, they should be nice. Anyway, so then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, no, talked about, we talked about, here's the thing that's amazing, right? Their expected goals, 30.54, 30 against. They're literally a 500 team in the middle of a 20-team table. They're well, right it's to the where point they now be. where they, yeah, yeah. They're overachieving by some margin. Right. right? They had overachieved with the sunny uh, Kane connection in that first 15 yes. games and they to were insane coming, to say that okay they've lost four out of the last five to say that they are uh now going back to where they belong no they're still elevated right because <laughs> they don't they don't play games to win them they play them not to lose them with a side that costs as much as anybody is the side so cool. from where did he go what happened i don't know I don't know where he went. I don't know where Toby Alderville went. They, who, I don't know whose wives they've been fucking, but it's somebody. Um, somebody <laughs> because important. Because the, they were successful with Hoiberg and Sissoko playing basically as extra center backs when they played right. six at the back. <laughs> well, because you basically told Aurier, don't even look at the defensive side of the field, right? So he's been banged up. That's not the point. My question for Spurs is when do they envision it getting better? Forget this season. It's not relevant. Right, you are. The reports seven, are coming now. Noggles. You're nine. You're nine points off the pace with a game in hand. Okay, whatever. Six points. Let's call it optimistic. You are not going to catch six teams. That's just not going to happen. 
They're not so, better than they're not better than those teams. My nightmare is they're going to be mired in fifth in Europa League again. Which, by the way, they're gonna they're gonna be at least quarterfinalists on a bad day for that. <laughs> so that's my nightmare. They're going to get into Champions League. They're going to they're going to get their trophy. They're going to pretend like this was a successful season. And it's mind-boggling, right? What's going to happen is he's going to get into Champions League. He's not going to have any money because of the pandemic. And Levy's already said that there's going to be uh, probably have they, they might have to sell some like somebody big. And by the way, you know who's lining up for Harry Kane? Mauricio fucking Pochettino in Paris. So now, what are you going to do? You, you're going to get worse than you are now. Well, they'll, 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 if they're smart, they'll sell uh, Sun. But they're not. That's oh, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would do They'll it sell a, Sun for a big number. Yep. To fund mm-hmm. everything else. But my concern is actually that... I would I know they can't sell Kane. Kane is the one who's declining. Sorry. No, he's not. Dude, Sun Well, I mean hit... physically, physically. Yeah, because he gets the shit kicked out of him. But like Sun couldn't hit water if he fell out of a fucking boat in the last month. Yeah, but he so... hasn't get hasn't that much service, hasn't much time in the ball. Anyway, yeah, he's the guy who can disappear, but but real quickly. Yes, because he doesn't he... do other stuff. Yeah. Yes. He's going to be the guy who has to go if there is somebody, because otherwise you're getting worse, not better. So yeah. <laughs> riddle me this. Jose Marino gets the exact same team, if not the a lesser team, for the next season. He goes into his patented third year at a club. And it all comes off the rails by Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's going to happen. Uh, yeah. It takes us to our friends at Arsenal who are behind Spurs. So that's good. It uh, is. But, and they've lost 11 games. I mean, that is a fuck ton. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I've and, kind and, of written this season off and I've been very frustrated by it, clearly. Yeah. But we're having the worst season we've had in 10 years, at least, maybe more. And Arsenal still can't get bias and that's, that's, yeah that's, i mean and, and and i think the the sad thing is because i listen to mo he's the only mo from arsenal fan tv uh-huh. he's the one guy who's reasonable he gets mad and whatever that's but he's not insane uh i like that he wears free palestine patches because i like to stick it to the uh to the yids uh <laughs> on, respect, on tv i respect the effort yeah yeah uh and he was saying the mentality of the team is off right like Top four and a trophy is the minimum that someone who's an Arsenal fan should go for. So the idea that the team was like happy to not get blasted by city. That's how the fan mentality was. And I think that's how Arsenal played the game. Like when I talked about it on the top, they were in trouble. They didn't Mm -hmm. know how to deal with a false nine city were all over the place. And Arteta was like, we just need to go man for man and just shut this down. The thing is that's crazy. And you can't really believe it is that Arsenal have the third best defense in the league (laughs) and you wouldn't think it. So, and that's the hard part, right? Like if, if Arsenal can get their offense clicking, get rid of Bellerin, try and figure out something about them. The real issue is, is that Arteta has had to be more defensive minded because anytime he tries to open up, he gets blasted, right? Can't have Rob holding and fucking David Luiz as your anchor defenders because they're bad. I have a dumb question then. Yes. If you um, are trying to play a specific style Mm -hmm. and you're also trying to uh, kind of display to the board and to the people who are controlling your ability to acquire players, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you play for fucking leads, right? Like just be like, hey, uh, 
we need some defenders. I'm not saying exactly like Leeds, but like, right. Like, Hey, this is what I need to do. And if yeah. look at, look at the replay, let me show you this five minute clip where if we had a player who could fucking tie his own shoes here, then that wouldn't goal wouldn't have gone in. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, think, but, but where the, they are right now, what do they have to lose? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with Leeds is so fun. It just, I mean, they're, they're, they're in 12th, but Hey, they got promoted. It's the same squad. They didn't buy anybody. Yeah. That's the middle-class Patrick Bamford there. He's not in my top 10, so we can't really talk about it because they beat, uh, they beat Wolves on Friday, which was an incredible game up and down classic leads. It was Mm -hmm. bananas. It was Mm -hmm. one of these crazy up and down games, but you know, they didn't, they couldn't get it done, but and they're they're in a spot now where they're concerned whether Bielsa is going to stay. And I think if Bielsa leaves, Leeds are in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll be like that team's going down because their hey, defenders are really question. bad. Yeah. Then I have a lot of dumb questions tonight. I oh, always no, have good questions. I'm just realizing it tonight. Yeah. Um, would a guy like Nagelsmann go to Leeds? No, he would go to Spurs. Yeah, I know, but fuck Spurs for a second. Why? <laughs> like, why wouldn't right? Like. If you're it's Nagelsmann, a big like, club, yes. If you, this is the th- that that's the part you're, you're, you're on the right track. You're if, a hero. Yeah. If you want to, like, if, if Benitez type, like when Benitez went to Liverpool, he transformed the culture of that club right. to make him a legend. And then he did the same thing at Napoli. He did the same thing at um, at Newcastle. What he's not a good club, a good manager for is Chelsea. What he's not a good manager for is Real Madrid. That is right. bigger than the manager that the, the heroics of your style don't work. Mm-hmm. But at a place like Leeds, to your point, if you can, you know, what's weird. Mourinho would be good at Leeds, right? Like no one likes us and we don't care style, right? Yeah, but it's Leeds. It's not uh, Millwall, right? Like Leeds is a, is a, is a oh, but Leeds is, is like Millwall. That's it's that. It's that fight, even though that's the type of club that they like. They like, they enjoy that. That's, that's what they feel good with. That's why Bielsa is so weird. He's like, put them in a place where they don't know what's happening. They're like, oh my right, God. Right, right, right. You've this? got the attacking talent there. You just, and Bielsa's clearly, and Bielsa reminds me of like a guy who's gotten old enough, like in the NHL, who now he's just zero fucks. No, he's a defensive coach instead of a head coach. He's like, you know what I mean? Like not yeah. Bielsa, excuse me. He, he, he would. He'd be running the power play unit, not the yeah. fucking the yeah. defense. Don't let him near the blue line. But um, God, but no, I think so, if you had Nagelsmann, so who's like, hey, just can we do? All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna turn down a half a notch, okay? But we're yeah. still gonna do a lot of the things that you guys have been doing. Yeah, but and, much, it's much more controlled. What's happening? All these yeah, German course. coaches, they all have the same system because if you've read, uh, um, oh, there's a there's a book about the Das reboot that Honigstein wrote, which is all about how Germany took the 2002 world cup as a yeah. shame, a catastrophe and literally went through top to bottom and rebuilt their entire youth system from the leagues to the top to the bottom, something the United States should do, but that's just not what we do. <laughs> should have done. Thought they did in 1998. They did not, but we kind of have in a weird way. Cause now we got really good players, but anyway, yeah. And they did that. It would be another one of those guys, right? It'd be Tuchel, Nagelsmann, Klopp. They're all, Hassan Hoodle, Hassan counter, counts. Counter attacking, high pressing. They're all the same. They all play the same way. Um, we should probably give some uh, shrift to the relegation battle, which we're thankful that we have, we have one because Fulham has unbeaten in their last four with two wins. They beat Sheffield. They drew with Burnley. 
in and around them. And then we were praying and hoping that uh, United would take care of business versus Newcastle, which they did. So now we have Fulham, 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 three points behind Newcastle, and they play each other on the final game of the season. What? <laughs> and and there will be fans at that game. There will be fans at that game. Oh, that could be goodness. that could be a either a funeral or a procession or a parade. I would imagine if Newcastle do get fall into the relegation spots, which why I expect they will, uh, Steve Bruce will get fired. Yeah. Because Mike Ashley is a piece of shit and he knows if his team's going down, he'll try and rescue them. I don't know what the schedule is. I do know that Fulham have a tough, tough, tough run coming mm-hmm. up. They had their chance to make hay and they have been. And from the expected goals uh, tally, Fulham should not get relegated. They are, no. they stand better than Southampton, better than Newcastle, better than Burnley, better than Sheffield, better than New Crystal Palace and West Brom are indeed the worst team in the league. So, you know, after three games, Fulham looked dead and buried. We probably, if you go back and listen to our things, we were like, they're shit. They rebuilt the team. Uh, Scott Parker, somehow, even though he sounds like the lead singer of the streets and you can put his, his press conferences to the beats from that band, he got this team turned around. He's got former city uh, defenseman uh, T- Tosa and Arabayo. He's in the back. Their midfield's actually really good between Angiza and Reed. They're they're flying. I, there's no Reed's reason to really think they'll good. go down, right? They are good, uh, and wow. I would expect Newcastle to go down. And then, of course, my beloved Brighton are pulling themselves into this thing with a positive XG. What the fuck is going on with my team? I shared with you and Chari. They lost to Crystal Palace. They're rivals weirdly because they're like 10 miles from each other anyway there's a whole rivalry between those two teams that's weird because they shared a stadium there was a lot of shit that went on anyway that's a derby for them nobody else they took 25 shots had 75 percent possession had five shots on target they battered fucking crystal palace from pillar to post and lost three two on a fucking overhead kick in the final minute by christian benteke Crystal Palace took three shots. What the living fuck? <laughs> they got they got early season city. Oh God! It was yeah. like that Spurs game all over again. Remember that yeah. one? The two. Oh, I remember that one. The the handball that wasn't a handball when we first started going to VAR and we mm-hmm. first imp- applied the rule that fucked City to you guys from the Lorente goal. What the fuck? I can't deal with my teams that do this. So I'm obsessed with Brighton. I'll be watching them all season. They have only five wins, but 11 draws. What Let's be fuck? very clear about something. So the, the, the listener, I'm just kidding. The, so the listeners, the can, listener, the 10, yeah. there's 10 of them. I know there are. If you, if you've gotten this far, you have clearly understood that despite being a Manchester city fan, the best team in Europe by a comfortable margin, yes. Laurent, loves sadness more than he loves anything oh, so I love you it. Need to find something that is going to upset him and bring him to tears on oh, a probably weekly if not if daily would be best case basis so but it's effervescent shit is my favorite okay right? i love joy in the in the form of garbage yes yes which is why we're friends. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so I and I already have a backup team behind me, Brentford, who just dropped two in a row. They're the best team in the championship, but they're sputtering too. Uh, I'm petrified of the bees uh, coming up. And and as Chari pointed out, when and if Brentford come up, and if Burnley stay and Brighton stay up, 
when Brentford plays Brighton, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be Reds versus be, Blues. It's yeah, going to be, be West London there. versus Brighton. Uh, what a dream. Wiggling yeah, the fetal position I for still, 90 minutes. I still think that you're – that I'm not even being – I'm not even kidding. Brighton is better than Spurs. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The there's, only there's difference like is 15 teams that are better than Spurs right now. If if Harry Kane was on Brighton, they'd be in the top five. I'm serious. They'd be in the top ten. They definitely be. They'd be above Spurs. <laughs> I mean, they, they're that good. Yeah. They are that good. It's so- I don't know that that. I think that's a commentary on Kane being good. But I get what your point is, right? Like they're one good striker away. From just yes. being a Premier League staple. Like, Daniel the, Sturridge has no team. Will you fucking sign him? Why do they have Danny I mean, Welbeck? He's a striker who doesn't score. Yeah, I, I don't know that Daniel Sturridge is the answer, but nonetheless. Anything, right, like, anything. A pulsing heartbeat. Just, but but you know foot. how strikers are? You got to keep trying them until someone clicks and gets hot, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's fa- all sorts of famous, weird strikers who've gotten hot, like, uh, Papi Cisse for um, for Newcastle scored ten goals in eight games, and Newcastle finished fifth with a negative goal difference. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but <laughs> oh, the answer is not on their books right now. So I mean, the answer is not on their books, and it's not Neil Mope. I've had enough of that fucking French cocksucker. Uh, <laughs> number ten, undercover as a number nine, and he killed uh, Gary Cahill. He's on the outside of the block. He nutmegs him, goes around him, and shoots, and just, just fucking, just hits the side of the net. Like he had, it, I, I can't with Brighton. I, I just have to stop. <laughs> no, but you won't. Is weird enough? Where are sad. the Brighton fans? Come on, Brighton fans. Being sad about no. Brighton brings you more joy than being happy about City, and it's not even close. It's not uh, even close. No, but the wins are so good. They are. No, I appreciate. Where is Lewis like, Dunk? You know what? Spurs need Lewis Dunk. Everybody fucking needs Lewis Dunk. All right, folks, you can punch off Brighton on your Lewis Dunk bingo card. I'm excuse me, Spurs on your Lewis (laughs) Dunk bingo card. By the end of this season, Laurent will have pitched Lewis Dunk for every team in the Premier League. And and Graham Potter. And Graham Potter and half the teams in the Champions League who are going to be in trouble. So Anyway, I guess that should wrap it up. Uh, Folks, this was the return of the Squeaky Bum Time podcast. We do this on Mondays and Thursdays. And I need it because it's my therapy and Mike is my pastor. And I'm not paid well enough. <laughs> <laughs>